over the long months, as the battle moved inland, across the hell of Europe's fire-swept fields, through the scarred and ancient cities where the enemy held on desperately. Army medics continued to write their stirring record of courage and devotion. During combat, a degree of responsibility staggering in its implication falls upon them. They frequently must be doctor, nurse, and litter-bearer rolled into one. Human suffering is their personal war, and the marks of that war are always visible. They wear the old, young faces of haggard men. Once we got into Germany, I was making a run. I had to take a message back to Captain De Leon, the aid station. We're in Germany now. When out of the bushes come four German soldiers, and I thought, oh my God, I'm a prisoner now. I have no gun. I'm a medic. Big cross on my helmet. That's all I had. When they come up to me closer, they come up with their arms up in the air. They surrendered to me. And I thought to myself, now as a runner, you do not take care of any of the wounded, no litter bears or anything, because you got this message. You got a big responsibility. Now everything changes for me. I have these four German prisoners surrendering to me. Now I can take care of the wounded. I took care of a couple of wounded, and I was going to use the Germans as litter bearers. But what did we use for litters? Well, we improvised some sticks, heavy sticks, and put some cloth over it and then put the wounded on it. The road is clear to the aid station several miles up, but it's zeroed in by the Germans with their anti-tank guns. If they saw any truck of the Americans, they would start to drop shells in there. And, you know, you could get killed right there. And I thought if I took that road now, they could open up with shells and what have you. But then I thought, well, maybe if they saw my medical markings on my shoulder, they would abide by the Geneva Convention and not fire at any of the wounded. Or take the wounded through the off the shoulder of the roads into thick underbrush, which was very difficult. And I knew they couldn't they couldn't uh, maneuver the wounded through there. They'd have to take the road. So that's where my religion came into play. And these are some of the incidents that made you either become very strong in your religion or whatever. And I says, God, please help me. So I made these fellas, and in German. I spoke very strong. I said, Rausmich, get to the road with those litters and the wounded. They didn't want to go because they knew what was going to happen. And that's when I hollered, Raus. So we took the road. Reluctantly, they're up ahead of me carrying the wounded. I'm I'm in the back just praying that they're not going to fire. And they didn't fire on us. Well, I finally got back to the aid station with the message and the wounded, and they gave me a bronze star for that. That's one incident. I could talk of several others, too, that I had. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. This war must be waged. It is being waged with the greatest and most persistent intensity. 
Everything we are, everything we have is at stake. Everything we are and have will be given. We have no question of the ultimate victory. We have no question of the cost. Our losses will be heavy. But we and our allies will go on fighting together to ultimate total victory. Our men have fought with indescribable and unforgettable gallantry under most difficult conditions. We must never make the mistake of assuming that the Germans are beaten until the last Nazi has surrendered. The final job, the toughest job, has been performed by the average, easy-going, hard-fighting young American who carries the weight of battle on his own shoulders. It is to him that we and all future generations of Americans must pay great